Aloha and welcome to another edition of the Rainbow Wrap-Up. And today it is unlike any other day in the history of the Rainbow Wrap-Up because today and this morning, wow, uh, we heard one of the craziest conversations and I even tweeted that it was the greatest because it was the most honest conversation in Hawaii football history. And now I say honest, I'm always honest. If you, if you, if you listen to this show, you listen to my pals here and I'm going to bring them on. We are honest. We are a hundred percent. We are big facts every single time you listen to our show. But finally, the rest of Warrior Nation is joining us, and um, uh, we'll see how it goes. But you know, first of all, I got to bring on my esteemed panel of super fans that um, you know have never wavered in their support of this team, despite all of the craziness that goes on, despite all we have to deal with as fans, as super fans, as someone like myself who's traveled thousands of miles and just earned myself a multi-hundred dollar ticket trying to make it to a game in Wyoming. So I don't need to take anything and neither will my friends as well because we give so much to this team. And uh, today it was actually kind of validating to hear um, what went on on Twitter. If you aren't familiar with Twitter, it's a social media platform, but there is a function called the space in which uh, you can basically have an audio conversation with as many people as join in. So kind of like Zoom, but just audio and um, basically, oh, and unrecorded. So kind of like Zoom unless you're recording it. Um, so well, I, I don't know if a recording exists out there because that space wasn't archived, but uh, my brain has a pretty delicious archive still in store. <laughs> so I can't wait to fill you in on all the little gems. Uh, but first, I'm going to bring in uh, the one and only Sean Iman. What's up, Sean? What's up, Wayne? Uh, after much deliberation with my family and God, I've decided to not enter the transfer portal for the <laughs> University of Hawaii. <laughs> so you're sticking around. Is that what you're saying? It doesn't matter. You love us that much. You're not going anywhere. Yeah, I'm, I, I've, yeah I have a lot of UH clothes. So. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, uh, I'm so excited to have him as always. The one and only Lau Lau Head. What's up, what's Lau Lau Head? Up, what's Nagel. up, guys? It's sheesh. Been a, sheesh, it's been a tr- <laughs> it's been a trying day. Yeah. Um, I only caught bits and pieces of all the drama uh, during work, but um, we'll dive into a lot of that uh, in the next hour or so. It is a hard day. And now go ahead. Tell everybody what. Tell everybody why you specifically had such a hard day today and and what how you felt. And tell, um, tell everybody. It's just, you know, with UH football such a big part of my life. I know I put so much so much importance on it and I get ridiculed and teased and say, wow, you put but just it it it's a lot of sentimental value to me because of how it, it got me close to my grandma. And yes. because this program means so much to me, just watching it fall apart in front of my eyes, it's just, it's, it's, I feel dead inside, man. It's tough. It's, it's, it's really, really tough. And we're taking uh, L's. We're taking oh, L's. Oh, brah. It's, it's hard, man. Well, a big, a big announcement today, and I don't want to cut you off, but I know something that's been on your mind and is on all of our minds is uh, our quarterback, our number one quarterback, 
who just set a very, uh, you know, pretty amazing record and precedent to be the first UH quarterback in history to throw for 6,000 yards and rush for 1,000 yards, um, is transferring and doesn't even have a school that he's transferring to. I mean, this is, <clears throat> this is one of the truly sad days for Hawaii football just because we've never had somebody, a local boy, somebody who's um, has a ways to go. He didn't even reach his potential yet. He had, he, there are things I think that Shevin will be able to in the future. And, you know, now we know it's going to be for another team, which is really sad. And, um, you know, that, that is, what does that say to our program? What does that say about us when <laughs> our starting, because, and I'm not going to say uh, other teams starting quarterback, Jake um, <clears throat> Hayner, who's from um, mm-hmm. Fresno state, who is one of the best quarterbacks in the mountain West is transferring, but that's because this coach is going to UW, uh, University of Washington and Pac-12. And he's probably going to follow him over there. And he's actually going to take one of the receivers, I believe, with him as well. Upgrade. So, yes, that is an upgrade. That is a different score. Yeah. Could Shevin go to a Pac-12 school? Yes, I believe he could. Um, what scares me is that he's going to replace Jake Hayner at Fresno State and come back and play us. Uh, <laughs> and that would be something. Darren uh, McBride talked about this oh, on the Twitter. Gosh. And I totally, I totally see that happening for so many reasons. And, um, you know, I, I'm, uh, I just could decide this could have effects on us into the future. What's going on today. But that is what, um, kind of got the ball rolling and Daryl McBride and RJ Hollis, two former players, uh, from on the team, um, started this space and, uh, a space, uh, basically uh, starting a conversation and you could log in and as the hosts of the conversation, they were able to give people the power to speak or not to speak. And everybody can see who's in there. Everyone. Let me just tell you, there was tons of, I would say of probably the 400 to 500 people who came in at at some point for a little while, Mm -hmm. I would say, this is just my opinion. What I I'm thinking like over half were players. Um, Mm -hmm. And then former, obviously there's not that many players on the team, but I'm saying like former or alumni or players. And there are administrators and fans where the and administrators were in there and fans. So I, there were a lot of, there are a lot of former players, which was cool. Uh, I mean, there are, and they all spoke. Um, but the reason that this even happened today, because this has never happened was because of Chevin transferring. I announcing that because that is a mark of a, a, a broken program. When mm-hmm. your number one quarterback is your team second. captain. And team like, oh, come on and local what, boys like, what does that say you know your team captain is transferring mm-hmm. to a destination unknown like, yeah. like and when when hawaii boys decide to stay home it's because they want to stay home they want to play in front of family and friends so when a hawaii boy wants to leave the team that something's definitely not right. Something so the wrong. biggest thing that they said, the kids said, is they didn't even feel at home. Mm. At home, in their own home. <laughs> How you don't feel at home in your own home? That's a deeper issue, right? What have we yeah. done at UH Manoa where we've, we've allowed Alienated. outside influences to replace who we are at our core, who we are, how we operate? And Samson Angwai, who was on there, he said it himself, we, you don't change us. You don't come to Hawaii and change us. Mm. You're not going to change us. You adopt to us. You adopt, you adapt to the, our ways of life. And I told you from the very beginning, I've said this on the show, and this is something that I brought up even last week with coach Graham. And one thing that 
bothered me from the very beginning is that he didn't acknowledge who we are as Hawaiian, didn't acknowledge how proud mm-hmm. he was to be a part of us mm-hmm. because it was X's and O's right off the bat and Jesus and discipline and whatever, which is his style. But he clearly didn't get us. And the guy who hired him should have known that as well. And that committee that decided to hire him should have known that. And that's why we have Todd Graham as our coach. And the fact is, we won a bowl game last year, and we almost got one to this year. And we don't have money. So he's not going anywhere. And today, what was said on Twitter was damning against him. Damning. I mean, I wasn't even in the – I'm not even in the fire, Todd Graham. I'm still not there. But what was said today tells me he might not be the best coach anyways, period. And that we might not have because of certain things that he does. And I'll go through the first thing that shocked me was the fact that he um, splits them up into ABC groups or ABCD or whatever. And those groups are basically their own groups. Like they only interact with each other within the group. So there's no bond between the entire team. It's people that only some, there are kids that were saying active players on the team that were saying, that they don't even know some of the guys in the locker room. Like they'll pass well, by guys. They don't even didn't, know. Them. Yeah, didn't Kai what? say that? Kai said he you passed by somebody he didn't know who it was on the team. Yes. So, so Kai said that, and it was said before previously too. And right, we're gonna get to Kai Kanashiro, who also announced that he's leaving. And the buddy did not hold anything back himself uh when he was on. And um, you know, it wasn't like everybody was on there like we hate Coach Graham, but it was like this is what coach is like. How do but, you think? How do you think we would – what do you think – what would you do if you were in our position? And- well, we talked, we've talked about this, like, going back through the episodes. It's been a recurring theme, and it's, like, not understanding the culture. And, like, why was he brought here in the first place? Like, yeah. if you're trying to, like, make this an Ohana, you don't divvy them up into A, B, and C. You know, you need uh-huh. – you know – it says on exactly. our jerseys, we are one. Exactly. And it's like, exactly. how are we How are we one if we're A, B, and C? And if only certain people get invited to, you know, to certain events and, you know, uh, potlucks and stuff like that. So it's, it just goes back to, like, why, why was he hired? How is he going to teach Ohana when there's this yeah. segregation? Yeah. And that's the culture. How is he going to teach that? when he's an outsider. So, so you were seeing starters leave too. Um, seeing guys like day, day. I mean, yeah. and he didn't even have a place. So it's funny. Day day goes on Twitter and tells everybody he's leaving. Then he goes on Twitter and says, Hey, who needs tape? I'm looking, I'm open. Yeah. 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 You know, so he had no place who to go. Does? He just wanted yeah. to leave Hawaii. Yeah. And he's not even, he's from LA and he's going to, isn't he from, he's from Los Angeles and he's going to Sam. He's going to the South. Sanford. Yeah. Or did he commit or he's because he said, I just got an yeah. offer. I thought, I thought, well, he has a picture, right? Yeah. He's, uh, oh, they, yeah. Uh, he so if he, if he just, they must, they might've offered him since he just put that out there. But, um, you know, those people, are, you know, that's, what's going to be too, you know, for a lot of these guys that enter the transfer portal, they're not, they're not just going to be like the hottest thing out there. Like there's so many people in the transfer portal. So mm-hmm. It is a risk to go in the transfer portal, but so I, you're gonna pick Sanford over Hawaii, like down. Yeah, that's bad. That's bad. and you're a starter at Hawaii. It's exactly. not even like you're trying to get time. You you're the starter. Like Pritchard <laughs> said, right? It's not because of it's not because yeah. of playing time. 
at all. And so you Jeremiah how, Pritchard, yeah, so I'll bring that up. Um, Jeremiah Pritchard, oh yeah, go finish your story. Sorry, no, go you know how um, Ian Sample came out with that book where he mm. criticized mm. Jim Jones and stuff. So, but it was only one player. So I was like, eh, yeah, his word against everyone else's. But whole oh, when you got like almost the whole team speaking out against yeah. the coach, it's like, hey, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a little different here, you know. It's like, huh. Interesting. So Jeremiah Pritchard was one of the players who talked about the fact that, um, you know, the differences between playing under Rolo and playing under Graham, for instance. And one thing with Graham, he know, you know, he talked about the reality, and we said this before that kids transfer every year. That's normal. I mean, we, we shouldn't yeah. be alarmed to the fact that kids are transferring. Mm-hmm. We should be alarmed to the fact that so many of the kids transferring are starters who are not even worried about playing time. They just don't want to play for this coach, and also, you know, guys that. Um, are from here, from Hawaii. What does that say about guys who don't, don't even want to play for their own hometown team anymore? And that is something that is tragic and sad in a lot of ways. Um, but I, I, I also, you know, I know that these players are super hyped and emotional right now and everything is happening. And, you know, today's phone call was, or today's discussion was, you know, was spurned on by the fact that people in the in our community are, I'm up in arms and should be to see even just Shevin leave. But this uncovered so many, this discussion uncovered so many more layers. Um, for instance, and let's talk about, you know, Kai Kaneshio, for instance, he's another one that announced it pretty. He talked about, he coach Graham tried to put him back in the field at Colorado state. That's when he left. Right. And he said, I'm never mm-hmm. playing it. He told coach Graham, I'm never playing another snap for you again. That's what yeah. Kai told. So this is all from Kai Kaneshio's mouth. That's and what he gonna- said on the space today. This he is what Kai said on the space Coach Graham said, He said he got in Coach Graham. He told Coach Graham, I'm never going to play another down for you again. And there, there was a lot that happened before. And he he documented. He went he he went pretty deep in terms of like, for instance, Kai's biggest issue was the fact that he felt like his, he never personally got better. His skills never got better under the since Coach Batoon left. And he was mm-hmm. like high on Batoon. And he said that Trent Fig, who I talk, we've talked about as well on the right. show, that Coach Fig... Um, doesn't even know, doesn't even know how to watch tape. Doesn't know how to watch what? tape. So they don't watch tape together. They watch it on at home on their own. And he said, like, it's because he believes and he's tried to sit down and break down tape. And he said his coach doesn't even know how to break down tape. Um, Wasn't he which, also saying that the the drills? He was like, yeah, ha- having to help him. Exactly. He drills? said that a coach would say, like, you're not doing it right. He's the no coach. This is the way to do it. He'd be like, oh yeah, you're right, you're right, or something like. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> like, this I is our defensive coordinator. Yeah. Like, I mean, Todd's calling the plays and stuff, but this is your de facto defensive coordinator. What the right, hell? That's what I'm saying. So what we know, what we've been saying all along, Coach Graham has made Hawaii a resume pattern for his kids. And that's what he's, I mean, and that, that's not a, that's a, that's a pretty smart move on his part. Let's be honest. Because he's like, well, I'm going to go to this place. And I'm going to read. I'm going to have very little resistance to what I do, where I can just place my son as offensive coordinator, and basically my other son as defensive coordinator, and nobody's going to say anything. And he was right; it, it happened. So that's why it's funny. Like everybody wants to come out now, but all where were all these people? And let's go back to the space again. I forgot to mention there are a lot of media members in there. A lot of media mm. members in there. Right. Um, I definitely but- saw Kanoa. I saw. <laughs> I'm just going to say who the people in there so they know because they were in there. Um, and from UH, I saw Derek, our sports information director, who has to 
approve of anybody being interviewed, a student athlete, but there are a bunch of student athletes in there. So I feel like that's conflicting and hypocritical on the part of the school as well. Um, knowing that the these barn. things are happening and the kind of criticism <laughs> that I get just for doing what I do. Um, there's mm-hmm. no way I could host something like this, but RJ being an alum um, definitely invoked his privilege to be able to, to create something like this. And obviously in his position as former student athlete, he was able to have all of his, you know, a lot of guys from his era come on. And um, you know, it, it, it was player driven. I would say it was alum driven, this call. Um, he didn't but, have to ask for permission to do this. Did he? No, no, because uh, RJ, RJ, supposed to, but RJ is still a media member. He's supposed to play. By and the at the end yeah. of it. Oh yeah, for sure. You kind of just have current student. I mean, current uh-huh. student athletes sounding off. That would never happen. But this is it kind of them happen. yelling, yelling on the, on their way out the door. You know, well, no, no, no. There are some on the team that were, no, 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 mm. not. There are guys on the team. So right. one of them, I'm going to talk about Leonard Lee. Thank you. Follow me. And you know what? He, he said he didn't care. He said, I don't care. I mean, literally, this kid, I was like, who's this kid? I need to be friends with him, maybe. Um, but he, and you know what? He is local, clearly. I could tell he has a freaking accent, too. So I knew he was a local kid. And he basically, um, he was basically talking about how, um, you know, just how things were, how segregated the team was, how he, um, you know, being, especially when you're like a scout team person or something, or you're not on the training table or you're not scholarly, like just the differences and where you're treated. And, um, <laughs> it was, he, he had a lot to say, you know, Calvin was on there too. And, you know, um, congrats first of all to Calvin going to East West shrine game. We're excited that he'll be able to play mm-hmm. in that all-star game. Um, we're disappointed that he was not able to get the only three, three yards, yards that he needed. He had two games to get three return yards, and the coaches couldn't find a way to get him those yards, which is absolutely disappointing. And I, actually, something I was more I was angry about them before all of this happened. So now it's just uh, yeah. there's just a lot more tacked onto it. Um, but he he did not hold back. So and it just clearly a uh, especially with the walk-ons, they brought up a lot about walk-ons. Like you can tell that walk-ons are definitely like subservient, you know, um, Crapped on parts of the program. So it's really, um, it's really sad. I guess coach Graham talks a lot about, he says they, he mutters names under his breath or he calls players names. I mean, he, mm. there's a lot of what was said that was very, um, just revealing, but, um, I wanted some of the, I don't know who else. Sounds uh, like a toxic environment. You don't want to be part of this Ohana. (laughs) Okay. So one thing about coach Graham that they talked about, which was toxic and sad is that they brought this up is that he would tell everybody that he was inviting them all to his house. And then he would only invite um, the starters Starters. or the scholarship players. So that was a big thing. I mean, the players brought that up a lot. So, you know, that was a sore spot. Like they were like, wow, we weren't even invited. And, you know, that's that's really sad because he, you know, they talked about Coach Miano would do this and Batoon. They really had a lot of, you know, they had nice things to say about Rolo and how Rolo, you know, was just more engaged in their life. Oh, and how they talked about they would just hang out in Rolo. Oh, yeah. and I know what one thing, why was the player? One of the players said the thing that hurt him the most, I think, um, or was that Coach Graham said that this team lacked discipline <laughs> when he just met them, when he just initially met them. Like already judged them for lacking discipline because Rolo was too lax or it, basically Rolo was too lax with them. Like they would come into the office and just chill with the coaches. Like, Oh, how terrible is that? The players and coaches forming bonds in the office, but 
like coach, I guess is not like that. He doesn't want you in the locker room. He doesn't want you, you know, I know like, I, so I guess they do spend a lot of time apart. Um, <clears throat> it was just crazy to hear a lot of them. Like I said, he was on the call. Uh, Kai talked a lot. Dede was on the call too. And, you know, there was issues. Like I said, Dede's dad pushing a student in New Mexico state. Mm -hmm. I mean, right. this is a crazy year. And Dede had a lot of family had a lot of guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so Kevin was on the um, call. I didn't hear what he said, but um, RJ said that um, Calvin said that ain't nobody happy. <laughs> That's all he said again. <laughs> <laughs> and he said it like exactly like that. Mm -hmm. um, but segue into where we got cut off the three yards, right? Yeah, yeah. Three yeah. yards. Three yards. Okay. I mean, is that's all Calvin needed. He had two games to get, be put back as a punt returner mm -hmm. or a kick returner. Either it's one. Your fault. It's your fault, so, Wayne, yeah. bringing it up. Yeah. I, I, honestly, maybe it, it might be. I, I mean, so as you all know, I, I, I'm the one who like <laughs> ran with it. I'm not the one. I'm sure other people had, I'm sure other people had seen it before because it's so crazy. But, um, you know, Hawaii sports fans posted it. And then like we had a national <laughs> outlet run with it and for some reason the school decided that it wasn't important that calvin be recognized as potentially the only player in the history of college football to attain it's still, it's still a thousand yards mm -hmm. in four different categories oh so it'll cut if he gets three yards in the east west shrine it'll count no 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 if hawaii oh, will. oh i actually don't know if he would play i mean he are if he if he already signed with his agent he might not oh right because oh, the goal i mean he might wait he might be waiting i'm saying he it's he might because you can you can be signed with an agent and playing the east west shrine that's that's not a college game. well it's it's, it's, it's if they, they forward them money if oh no yeah, but, yeah. yeah right if they no, no, you're money. right. Some, well, some of them already get forwarded money hint, hint, under the table. But <laughs> okay. I mean, Calvin, if he officially, you know, if he officially started taking, I don't know. It's funny. And I, uh, it's weird with well, isn't, isn't that like one of the things is once you sign with an agent, that's one of the first things they do is they kind of, they front you some money. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, because you like, have to pay yeah. for like, you know, yeah. like, e like what's his name? Uh, e Chad EK's camp or something. Yeah. You know, it's expensive. It's like thousands and thousands of dollars to train from him. Yeah. And you don't even know if you're going to get drafted. So, yeah, you know, that, that is something that the agents, um, spot for one of their services. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I think that, uh, there is potential and we can talk about the Hawaii boy. It looks like that, you know, Memphis has been obviously um accepting of their invite but that would leave the mountain west rep not and but, you know i mean even, waiting out. did you see that all their fans complaining about them accepting the hawaii bowl i mean i mean i that's normal though i mean that's this is a few fans I, I look like i i there's a lot of people that are mad that they can't go you know that's yeah, that, yeah, yeah. if right. hawaii accepted the going to the whatever mobile alabama bowl people would be like that's so dumb yeah 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 Why would we go there True. like we're paying in a bowl game people would be like wow how ungrateful are these people they're not playing the bowl <laughs> so everything is perspective i guess and a lot of people should be happy anyways if they're playing in hawaii period it don't matter when you're here. you are privileged to come who, to our island like to my saying, home saying that they do get that bid who's gonna line up for them they're gonna, like how it's gonna be what shager and uh, yeah. parsons <laughs> Uh, i mean honestly the, honestly like yeah i i mean like our team i i think is even with the players that we do have coming back 
they're not they 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 still have potential to be a good team. And I don't I don't think that the problem is that it's like the the culturally and like we said, the bigger problem, the overarching problem is that the mismanagement of our program has been going on for years by -hmm. people in leadership. So this is bigger than the grams, but Mm -hmm. it's easy to deflect to the grams because this is what's happening now. So, you know, it it was a good discussion. First of all, it was alumni led. I thought it was a little indulgent of the alums on there to act as if they were, and I'm going to be honest, like I I played in college. So I, I know what it's like to be in a brotherhood and play in and have a coach that I don't like. I went through all of it, but, um, the fact is, like, I, I know when I'm absent, I don't go to New York. I don't go to Vassar College and watch my team play. Like, I don't have that kind of time because I'm too busy watching UH play most. That's the reason. And also <laughs> mm-hmm. is because, um, you know, I, I understand, like, I'm, I'm not going to just barge in on my team now and be like, oh, you guys messed up in the first round of the tournament. Probably because this coach sucks. Like, I, I myself, like, I'm so far removed from my college program that mm-hmm. I, my best thing that I can do is donate money and be there whenever I can. But. You would have thought some of these alums on the phone were like huge, big time donors to the program, the way they were talking about their support. And I'm not downing them for their support, but let's face it, a lot of them. I was like, where have you been? Like, <laughs> I don't know where you've been, but because um, us fans, we've been around for 10, 20, 30, 40 years before you, most of you guys were born. Before any of those guys talking were born, I, we were, three of us were already fans of this team. And we're talking born before Adam Leonard was born. Uh, who I think was the oldest guy, quote unquote, on the line. Um, these guys are way, you know, they, 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 they don't even have that perspective. They don't even have what it means, what this team means. And I, I'm, I, you know, they, they wore the uniform and I'm going to respect them for that forever. And you coach, you wore the uniform, you part of this program, but us fans, we have a very special place in this program though. And I'm tired of being disrespected. I'll never be taken advantage of ever again. Cause I just do way too much really for this team already. Mm-hmm. But so does the rest of this fan base. And the fact the fact is that we're always the last ones. We're always the ones that got to deal with it the most. Take it on the chin. And now with the, the program, the way that it's trending, it doesn't look good for us. And we're the most powerless of all the stakeholders as well. So, um, Well, t- Twitter today, I mean, Twitter was just a raging dumpster fire for UH. <laughs> you know, it was like fire everybody and get rid of this and – how the hell is this happening? How did this happen? You know, it's fascinating. You know, yeah. like all of those anonymous Twitter accounts going well. off. You're right. <laughs> Another oh. issue with the program. And sorry to anonymous Twitter accounts, not making much of a difference either. So it's just, mm-hmm. it's just the tea right now for you guys. Um, and the point is, like, thanks and, for listening. And, bro. and um, no, mahalo <laughs> for listening. But if you were on the Twitter thing today, and a lot of those guys were, they were yeah. having real talk. I, I, I myself went quite to put into action trying to grow this program. And I've done that with my own money for over 10 years in action, trying to right. literally grow this program. Before it was mm-hmm. just me getting to the game. Now it's me. How do I help? So I've done it in my Kool-Aid on them. No one ever talked to me. No one could ever say anything ever, ever, ever. Especially because I'm poor. I come from poor mm-hmm. parents. And okay, middle-class parents who are poor and not like parents who could just send people to Punahou or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, literally, this is where a lot of our fan base is coming from as a blue-collar fan base. And we're talking about white-collar money that runs our program from the coaching staff to the administrators to the president. Um, and you, if you don't think that that, that classism, that um, really racism... Um, and those colonial contexts that have always mm-hmm. been a part of our Hawaiian history is not 
persistent into this program into the way it's run and you Malahinis. are out of your mind because <laughs> it is one of the same this dna is exactly the same and i'm really tired of it because i'm not only a native son of this of hawaii and indigenous person but i'm empowered to do what i what i could do for our program on my own outside and yet i can't have the reins none of us can because the reins are only reserved for certain people and it's always been that way in hawaii and now we're getting to a point where the program is on life support and has been neglected and in the hands of people that don't see it that way, clearly don't see the, um, you know, the imminence of changing college landscape and how, how, you know, our budget is, I mean, we are free falling too in our, in, in the money coming. and the legislature and who was talking about, I mean, Stephen Sarah, whoever talked about the legislature, you know, they have to step on the gas now with the format. Like, wh- why would the legislature does has where this is the worst we've ever been, like literally. Yeah, they want 10 million dollars. Why would why? Why when when teachers can barely make money, teachers have to do mm. distance learning. You think UH football is like, come on, even the biggest UH football fans, the ones talking to you right now. Know better than that. Know that that that's not going to be the priorities of our state legislature. So it's just crazy. And I think it, it's been taken to, for granted too long. That's why it's really, I mean, I'm glad that, you know, the alums that were on the phone and student, the, the former players, they really, you know, they were really, you know, gung-ho about what they wanted to do and see this problem. But, bro, where you guys was? Because this has been, the writing has been on the wall for a, kind of a long time. Because um, there was show, cool. I said, I talked to Jake Hensley was on the call who I respect. And I talk to that guy often, mm-hmm. but it's like, it, it, this is, it's almost too late almost at this. Well, point. how, how many season ticket holders did we hemorrhage today with Shevin yeah. leaving Yeah, with that, Ooh. that Twitter? Like, it's just, it just seems like it's, po- you know, the, the program is poisoned. So what, uh, the, so Daryl, um, who was the guy who was the other host with a RJ. He, I don't, I guess he was a backup player. I don't remember him, I guess when he was a player, but um, he said that you guys are talking to the players. You guys, ironically, when he wasn't talking about himself, it was a, you guys you are people. Now the Texas Hawaii, the Texas university of Hawaii rainbow right. warriors, which is what that. I've said on this show before too. Yeah. Like, yeah I got to bring this guy on my podcast. Um, because it's the truth. And like, he knew it as a, as that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of these guys have been sitting around and they have more power than us. Obviously. I mean, I say things that people get all up in arms, but it's like, these guys used to wear the uniform. Like you should step up. You should feel like you can say what you want to say, because you know, you, you are, uh, you are a powerful stakeholder, at least more than the fans are even looked at because, you know, people say, Oh, I remember you, or you have, you know, intimate knowledge of the program that a lot of us don't. That's the thing. A lot of these guys have more intimate knowledge of the inner programs, but we have all, the, we yeah. are the bearers of the knowledge of the history of this program. That's what we right. are. Right. So, and you will not undermine or, you know, undervalue what I bring to this program or what the, uh, the hardcore fans of this program have brought. Some of these people who weren't even born yet when we started following this team and leading the discussion. Um, and that also makes me feel very old, but still, um, I realized too, that that's a power in us that we've been around. I mean, we've been following the team for 40 plus years. Most of us, I mean, and that is a long time. Yeah. And it's like, don't try to fool us. You know, we know, we know when the program is in good standing, we know when it's in good hands and we can spot it when the ice is thin and things ain't good. And like today, like the, the, the house is on fire. If your starters are leaving, if all this kind of crap is coming out, 
you know, it's like, and like, how did we get here? How did we get here? And it's, it's just, it's terrible. Well, we can document how we got here. We can, we can start there. Um, we have, <laughs> I mean, I, we can set the point. I mean, first of all, we, the Grams didn't hire themselves. Right. And um, they were invited here and given the keys and the reins. Um, and that is not, shouldn't be a hard pill to swallow for the people who hire them. That's the facts. You need to own it. Was it was an odd out. hire. It was an odd hire. Yeah. Extremely risky hire as well. <clears throat> and to say that, you know, this isn't the end of his. So, I mean, lit- literally, they, they don't really have any reason to. I mean, well, they have a lot of reason to let go of him after what I heard on the call today, especially the way that he treats players. Um, mm-hmm. But given his record, given what the everyday person would look at in terms of if a coach deserves to stick around, I think he passes the test enough for them. Like, well, five and four, but, and, you know, he got to deal with no fans. And that's a big yeah. deal. Like, for kids, for these kids not to have any fans in the stands for, basically you know 85 percent of or, yeah. you know of their games 80 percent of their games like that is a considerable amount of time to not have anybody there to cheer for you so uh, he had to play with some stuff so that's why i'm saying like and even the last two games showed that you know i guess there it can click when it clicks even for bo who was very happy i mean we don't get to talk about this wyoming game that much but it was obviously a nice huge victory what for the Hawaii. hell was that like, where yeah. was that team all year? I mean, the Jared Smart, uh, you know, Hail Mary catch. These guys audition tapes. For I knew that was going to I knew when we went for Hail Mary was going to work. I knew it. I knew for that. Real? We were catch it too. I knew it because the way that the game was going, I was like, for some reason, when we scored that first touchdown. So I was on the plane. My plane was landed when we were the game started. <laughs> oh, we scored out. that touchdown. And I looked down, we scored a touchdown. I was like, we're going to win this game by a lot. I was like, I cannot mm. believe this. I have to make it now so I can at least see us win. And as we're trapped, and as I'm driving from Denver to Wyoming, literally our offense is not only scoring points, it's running efficiently to the point where like the clock <laughs> is not stopping. And neither is Wyoming. Wyoming loves to run. So they're not stopping the clock either. And I was like, oh my gosh, this game, somebody like get hurt on Wyoming. Also. But like somebody just stopped the clock. But, um, you know, that that was crazy. And it was just like buzzing because, you know, coach and after, you know, Bo took the hit on that UNLV. Right. That's when coach was like, OK, we want to I want to go back to the number of snaps per game or whatever. Like he wanted to up that number back again. And he focused on that metric really hard. Um, and, you know, that was important so that the team would get to the line. But, you know, like we were saying too, the team would get to the line so fast and they would look up. And then yeah. they look up and just stare for four seconds. Exactly. <laughs> like, what the fuck? What is that? Yeah, it's so, uh, it really I makes no that. sense. <laughs> you know, and then, and then they call timeout after. Yes. Oh, what, what you doing? <laughs> it's like, oh. So, and it's funny too, because it's just all starting to come together because, I, like, the last game we went to, the Colorado State game, my friend he doesn't normally go but he went to this game because his daughter's in the in the band so he didn't sit by us he sat he said oh i'm gonna sit across you guys on the uh side because i want to see the band my daughter face me so okay cool (laughs) but yeah to make a long story short after the game i said oh so how was your seats he goes brah the first thing he said is oh your coach bro he's he's shitty (laughs) <laughs> no, I know. I think I think, oh, what do you mean, Coach Bo? Yeah, we've been complaining about him the whole time. And he goes, No, your head coach, bro, he's just 
yelling constantly. Yeah, that's what he does. Yeah. yeah, and that's like for for a casual fan that doesn't go, and that's one of the first things he noticed. I mean, he's, he's a football fan, but he's a big Notre Dame fan. He's a big 49er fan, but not a he's a casual UH fan. But for him to notice that, like, oh man, you're you're coach, but he just yelling at players constantly and mad and this and that. I was like, oh, pretty, pretty interesting. And then I told you guys, yeah, I saw Coach Bowl um, after the game. He was just standing and he just didn't seem happy. Like, you would think he would be happy after a great win like that, but he seemed distraught. He seemed not happy. And even that game where we went the first only the 1,000 fans and where yeah. we sat, the coaches would run. They had to run up to the press box and they would run, you know, at halftime, they ran past us and they didn't seem happy. Like I was trying to like fist bump them or give them five. And a lot of them would just bypass me, but I'm like, bro, this is the first game with fans. You wouldn't you be a little more like, like grateful that I was there. It's just, I just felt, I don't know. That seems like a common yeah. theme. So what was talked about on the, the, the space as well on Twitter was that players were saying they weren't ha- like no one was having fun and they had lost right. their joy in playing football. Like that was why a lot of guys don't want to play because they lost the fun. And mm. coach Graham is so regimented in what he does that, you know, he, I mean, I guess if you're Bill Belichick, then you can get away with it. But if you're not, <laughs> then you better, you know, then maybe you need to change your methods. But mm-hmm. like I said before, it's hard because coach Graham, it's not like he's brand new. He's been, he's been around for a while. So whoever, you know, we, well, you know who hired him. We have an athletic director. He had a, he had a, an athletic director had a committee with him who was advising him, but what, what really stood out? What I, I'm wondering what really triggered in them. But that if, that, was the, right if the AD did his due diligence and he did what he was supposed to do and look into the history of this coach, he would have realized that what that coach does doesn't work in this place. And this is where we are. Yeah. And that's a problem because now we're stuck. We got him for two more years. And like, what, what the hell is going to happen next year? Who Like, who's going to want to come here now? Yeah. And that's the thing is like after the, after this. So the thing that was crazy too, had freaking recruits in that thing too. (laughs) Oh no. Oh no. Bruh. AJ Bianco, the quarterback. He was, was in there. Yes. Oh no. Oh no. Bruh, had guys that were on the fence with UH in the freaking thing. <laughs> Who going like come? Oh, I was gonna bash session on the freaking program. <laughs> and I want to say mahalo to RJ <laughs> for doing what he did for starting this. But bro, you cannot back away wow. from this now. Because I know the big thing was about we got to be positive. Brother just unloaded all the negativity on this program on, on, on in one Twitter space, and I applaud him for it. Uh, but we cannot act. You cannot act now. And you, you saw well, that's what RJ was. Up, it's real. Rich Gano is in, real. They need. That's why I'm saying it's time to turn. It cannot just be Wayne Cueto because you know people are just gonna think I whatever or Sean or 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 Lalo Head. It has to be. Our media as well collectively because this is crazy. I mean, this is insane. This was like an episode. It was like the Jerry Springer of UH football. That's what the Twitter space was. 
And the funny thing is, all these was like was in it too. It was like the a confessional at church. Administrators <laughs> were in there. <laughs> Alumni were in there. Student athletes were in there. You know, you can't can't claim ignorance anymore. No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, Sean. And that's why we stop. We need to stop giving them passes like, oh, they don't know. I never know. (laughs) Bro, you guys was in there. You guys heard everything. When when RJ created this space, did was it just to talk about Shevin leaving or did he know that players were going to come out and so That's he said he bad. wanted so I, I was surprised too. So what I what RJ said, and RJ was the moderator, and he did a very good job. And RJ is you know a good at being able to because he, he, he fits a lot of the, hats. Exactly, yes. he has several hats. Yeah. Um, yes. but he's gonna it's funny because he was reverting back to his own media hat at the end and about being positive. It's mm. funny, it's like China, it's like North Korea. That's what we are. And I mean, let's be honest, I'm not even kidding. Really? That, that's how I'm treated. By this apartment, and clearly that's the mindset. If you watch like the, the China thing on COVID, where the woman was like, "These people killed my," and then at the end they're like, "I love, I love China, I love, I believe in the Communist Party." <laughs> oh, that's it. what it feels like okay. with people talking yeah, around yeah, our yeah. program because some people are so afraid to say anything. <laughs> Even after a three-hour bash session, they were like, "Okay, now we gotta talk positive," ah, because nobody like, bro, we just you just literally put through yeah. all the Opala out there on recruits. <laughs> On recruits, freak freaking recruits that didn't even commit yet. And now, what you think they're coming? Oh my god, no. where do I sign up? December 15th is right like, around the corner, the early signing period. Well, RJ, shout out to him too because he was actually working at the time as well. Um, so he retweeted still. your tweet about this show. It, oh, <laughs> that's true. I mean, no, like RJ, 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 I, 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 no, that's what I'm saying. I shout him out, but sorry, bro. We're going to, once you, once you open the can of worms and mahalo for doing so, we cannot go back. Like you cannot swallow the pill and then regurgitate it. You can't put the genie back in the bottle. Like legitimately all us. And that's what I say, like the stuff that we've been saying for years on the show now, I mean, used to say like, oh, last month we started, but now we've been on this show for. Uh, 18 months year. now. Yeah. Um, literally everything what we said <laughs> is true and has been validated by the players themselves today. I mean, as I was listening to it, I was like, holy cow. I was like, this is gold. Like everybody has to listen. It was hard. I was trying to figure out how to share it while trying to listen at the same time. I mean, it literally came out. I was like, wow, like this has never been done. Well, in the it's like va- it's validating and it's also infuriating yeah. because it yeah. validates all your suspicions and all your backdoor yep. conversations that you've had with parents and the, you know, the student athletes and, you know, somebody's uncle that's connected to the program. And it just, it just, today. And that's why, sucks. that's why I'm not sure. That's why I'm still skeptical. And then anything will ever change. If we are going to be honest, it's like today was a huge, like, you know, just an outpouring, just like this catharsis. And then nothing going to happen but the next you day. Told, you told us a couple of weeks ago that Chevin was going to leave. And I didn't want to believe you. And No, no, crap. I was. No, no. Yeah, I was right because I heard <laughs> Chevin's sucks. dad saying it. But yeah. I, 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 I saw I was prepared for it. But um, I, I also thought that this is me personally. I was like, I'm going to be positive and say that Chevin and, you know, Bo taking all the crap from all of us and the media, finally him. They came together. They found a way to just work together. And he gave Shevin more leeway. And Shevin, you know, was able to improvise and just do the Shevin stuff. 
But yeah. I don't I don't think that was the case. I think that was Shema just being like, you know what? I just want to make the best out of my last two games and then get the heck out of here. Um, and he defended Bo in the paper and he defend, you know what I'm saying? We all play the right line to the media too. But now after today, it's like stuff came out that I was like, oh wow, like wow. Like I can't I, like it was being verbalized for the first time by players. Yeah. Like, and that was like. You know, so I'll say the one guy that, so one guy, <laughs> so I'm not uh-huh. laughing on that, but Colby, I'm going to talk about the Colby Crockett. Was that his name? He, okay. So Wyatt. he was a Colby Wyatt. Colby Wyatt. Sorry. Sorry. He's, was like, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, Colby Wyatt, um, he talked about being a grad student and he said that like, he kind of defended Graham and that he was like, I'm going to say that like, um, we don't need to play victim and whatever. And then he brought up something about Jesus and I was like, okay. So that's where that connection was. Amen. But then, um, and that's not, that's, that is that definitely the elephant in the room that people don't want to bring up, but like you, you cannot make a team. And when he started bringing out all the Christian tropes in his opening press conference, that's, those are red flags. And he don't yeah. even, even for being people that are agree with him or are also Christian, that's not why they go and watch their team. And people say like, oh, well, you know, people have politics or it's like, the point is like you're in trying to impose religion, especially when there's a power dynamic as coach and player. There's already yeah. a pre-existing dynamic there. Um, you're 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 exploiting that by um, you know always bringing up Christianity or you know. And the thing is like bro, I we live a in we live in years. the melting like, the melting pot of Hawaii with all the different all the different races exactly. and religions, yes. and it's like you're yeah. gonna shove that down our throat. Like on a weekly basis. I mean, we have Buddhists here. We have a lot. We have a lot. And the thing is like, we don't, it doesn't matter anyways, because it should be irreligious. That's what football should be. Football, football is my, actually, football is my religion, I guess. So maybe we should be religious. Yeah. You're going to talk about, you're going to talk about. No, the NFL is my religion. And um, my, my Pope is uh, Roger Goodell, I guess. So. um, (laughs) Really? (laughs) It's not. It matches the theme with the religion, right? (laughs) The guy on the uh, top who uh, says hypocritical things and just does what he needs to to get the money from his patrons. And I'm paying it. That's why I tell people, like, I'm giving to these extremely greedy NFL owners what they want. Right. Like, I'm you giving gotta, it to them. You bought them a Mercedes. Exactly. Like, what? <laughs> I literally bought Cronky a Mercedes. So, wait, I mean, wait. I got to say that that B, uh, BTS concert was pretty lit. Okay, so I so today I was supposed to go tonight, right? But right. I this all happened and I want to record, but there is another concert tomorrow that I so I'm gonna go okay. tomorrow night. Okay. No, I there, it was late. I was like watching stuff and so it, it yeah, it was amazing. So I'm definitely gonna be there, but we needed to talk about this, obviously. Um, but no, I think though we got through you know most of the major points. I'm trying to think about anybody that we didn't bring up because there are a lot of faces, there are a lot of People that were on the call. I mean, there are associate athletic directors. There were, you know, um, like I said, there were media people. I'm a Chevin guy. I got a 12 hat on, you know, Mm -hmm. and like I've always liked him. I was in the stands when Cole was on his run, and there was people screaming for Chevin, you know. And I know that there's some people that there's a big segment of our fan base that are just hardcore Chevin guys. Mm-hmm. So it's just, today is hard. You know, I didn't want to believe that he was going to leave. I was holding out hope that he would change his mind, but it just, it strikes, it strikes you to the core that the local guy that wanted to play for the home team, he's being driven away 
from here because he yeah. can't stand it anymore. And that should be a red flag. It should be a red flag for this program, for the fans, for this athletic department. Like there is a big problem here. So, you know, I wish, I wish the best of luck to Shevin, you know, Mahalo, like, like he's one of my favorite UH quarterbacks and we've had some really good ones. So, I mean, he, he got his 6,000 yards. He got his thousand rushing yards. I felt like that, that tape up in Wyoming was just audition tape for his next stop. Mm-hmm. And I guess we'll see where he lands up. He, he ends, he ends up, but you know, Mahalo chef. And maybe so we hope. was, you think it was the glove? Everybody was saying, ooh, the oh. glove. That's why <laughs> the glove. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, no glove? for me, for me, um, I'm, I'm a Cordero fan. The fact that he decided to stay. And I love I love when kids decide to play for the home team Defense here. You know, that's off. rare. Very, yeah, very far, few and far in between. But honestly, I wasn't. To me, I thought Cole McDonald, as far as talent-wise, was a better overall quarterback. But I was I was so excited to see because Shevin had two more years. I was like, oh, by the time he finishes this his career, oh, he's gonna be so good. Because he was he getting better. And then everybody was complaining that he regressed, but obviously he wasn't fully healed. It seems yeah. like he was pressured to come back to play too soon. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and and we saw after this past two games, oh man, like how how we said if if this team is even worthy of going to a bowl game, if 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 the the team that shows up that played the last two weeks, then hell yeah, I think we should play in a bowl game. But who gonna play now? <laughs> like we said, right? Who gonna play now? Well, I don't want this to become, and this is what it's becoming. It's gonna become a mainland local thing. And honestly, uh-huh. Shane, and I'm not putting this on you, Shane, because a lot of people do this, but the mainland local thing started mostly because people kept comparing Cole to Shevin. And I don't know why people. Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. People do that way too often, and we need mm-hmm. to stop that because they're different players, first of all. Mm-hmm. And all that did was divide the fan base. And how many people? People didn't want to talk to me anymore because. I was willing to say that I'm, I'm agree with Rolo. Whatever Rolo wants to do, like, mm. it was his program. If he needs to change the court, right. but for people like, oh, Cole's junk, or, oh, you, like, people are yelling things <laughs> at, at Shevin at UNLV in the stands. When Shevin was right. messing up and coach took him out, like, that's what happens when you play a position and you have a good guy behind you. Mm-hmm. You get re- rotated. Like, and I think, like, and I know we are other friend, Sean. He loves to hype Cole right. over Shevin. The comparisons are ridiculous because you know what? Cole Brennan is better than both of them. So are we going to keep talking about that? Yeah. No. That's just no. crazy. But we're talking yeah. about the fact that unlike Cole McDonald, who we love, and I love Cole and I love his parents, John, I love all, I mean, I'm close to that family. I'm closer to them probably than Shevin's family, even though I know Shevin's family. Um, Shevin is a local boy. Shevin looks like the three of us. Shevin went to right. school in Hawaii. Shevin's family is like our families. So mm. that's a difference when he is our quarterback. And he is deciding that he no longer feels comfortable wearing our state across his chest. And that's really, really, really sad to me because um, I don't even know how. And like the guy who's supposed to come in next year from St. Louis was on the freaking Twitter space. And I was just like, like, not only that, it's deeper than that. Like he ran, he grew up in the run and shoot and exactly right into UH. And like I was watching old tape of him at the UNLV, the Wyoming, 
like, bro, he was so good and like so much better then than what the the stuff that he has to run now. It's it's hard to watch him run mm-hmm. this this uh, what run and gun was is that what they call it? Run and run gun. and run and gun offense. I mean, I I, I see. I mean, I agree. I. I... I, I I see like what Lala and a lot of us are saying what is that you know it, it, talent wise I, I don't think that Hawaii is gonna fall off the face of the earth because Shevin is leaving but I also oh, think it's that a big Shevin step is a big step I also think no I believe that and I'm not saying that it's, I'm not saying that this is irreparable damage on a talent side I'm saying it's gonna be irreparably damaging on the on the non on the, the non physical side on the spiritual side like on the program cultural side, like that's right. the damaging season part. ticket season yeah. tickets. How that's going to put a dent in what little we already had coming mm-hmm. back. Exactly. You're going to chip away at what was left. And Oh man, like this program already had problems and now you're going to, you know, amplify it. Yeah. It just, we, you didn't, guys, we didn't need this. You guys think <laughs> well, today it's that, funny that you said that. Sorry. Cause I was like, I'm going to amplify that, this mother. <laughs> <laughs> you guys think after this thing though, that cause I'm, I'm, I know Graham's not stupid. He knows that it was going on. Oh, he was listening. Guar- sure. Guarantee. Guarantee. He call the coach called the recruits. Right? Like, no, no, call no, no. Hey, 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 don't, don't like call <clears throat> Bianco. Hey, 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 don't listen to all this, man. You know, I, he, that's why I, I literally so, everybody was on there. So I'm nothing, so curious to see if he's gonna is have the thing to call the coach tomorrow. But I, I'm yeah, I'm so wait. curious to see what's gonna happen. Well, because... well, is ESPN Honolulu gonna screen the calls like how they did? Like, oh, bro, you know, everybody, wait, do they let people ask questions in person? Sean? No, they they screen the calls when it gets bad, so they it's coddle the coach. In times like this, it's not no, it's but cuddle, like, cuddle and coddle. But, you know the the live audience, like when you raise your hand, yeah, and say, oh, you I got get, a question. Yeah. But they can't question? edit yeah. it right there. If you were just like, Yo, cool, you know, they can't edit exactly. You if you run up to the mic, right? you're like, brah. No, but they they can they can <laughs> yeah, ask yeah, you yeah. before. If they're like, oh, what, what were you gonna ask coach about? Oh, they so. ask you before what you're gonna yeah. ask. Yeah, ah. they, they screen it. But I guess you could ask a generic, tell them a generic question. Then, oh, and then when you get when the live, the live your question, on. exactly. Another yeah. thing, one of the fans, so on the Twitter space had a guy that uh, was a like a old time fan and he had some good points. He also was, you know, he, he brought up a lot of things that I'm sure a lot of local people are saying, but he talked about the fact that there's no coaches show. And, and that is true. And that is something that I think hurt his image as Todd Graham because we really we really right. don't get a chance to they see. They talked him. about that. They talked and about like, that. There's no, you know, this, there's a disconnect between this staff exactly, and this exactly. Place. Yeah. So they talked about the disconnect with Coach Graham, with the fans, with the um, culture of our of our home, and the fact that he is really disregarding who we are by just trying to implement all of his preconceived things of what he wanted to do here at Hawaii without acknowledging that. Some things just don't work in Hawaii and some things need to be done a different way. They might work, but they need to be applied a different way. One of the kids was on there from Philadelphia and he was talking about um, playing Madden. He, and he said, when I came to Hawaii and he, he gave this example, he, I forget, I forget which player it was. He's from Philly originally. And he said, Oh, maybe it was Thaddeus. Um, Thaddeus was on there too. And he was very unhappy, um, but he was very helpful in talking about like the players that were unhappy, they weren't irrational. You know what I mean? It wasn't like irrational mm. anger. 
It was like, right. this is what's happening. Legit, legit. Exactly. It was like, this is yeah. exactly what happened. Coach didn't even know how to freaking, you know, you know, like when Kai, he was pretty specific, Kai, on every, on the things that mm-hmm. led him to leaving. Um, but Thaddeus talked about when, you know, when Samson Ongwai brought up the fact that this is Hawaii and you got to adapt to us. Um, Thaddeus was like, okay, I have a good example of that. Like when I came and I was playing Madden, and I was beating up. I was, I was like, um, you know, like just bagging on my boys. Like uh, Hawaii boys don't like that. I realized, and we don't. It's like when I play pickup basketball on the mainland, I hear so much more chirping than I do at home, and I it's much less physical. Even like the, you know, like the style of things is different. But in Hawaii, mm. if you try to, if you try and play like that in Hawaii, and you talk trash to the wrong people, even though talking trash is a part of the culture, really in black culture, mm-hmm. it really is a part of black culture mm-hmm. a lot especially in black sports culture, um, the trash talk is, is just a part of how they're raised. Like they literally, that's how their dads taught them how to play. And, you know, like it, it's looked at in Hawaii, like you're not, like you're being out of place, right? Like if you're not showing humility and in, in victory, even in something like playing a video game and he learned quick, he thought, said like, I'm in Hawaii now. I kind of just be like, yeah, boy, like whatever. I'm playing Madden and destroying everybody. You realize that um, there's culturally it's different here. You know, it's like you got to be respectful in everything you do. And even if it's like playful, like people would get into fights in Hawaii, for sure. The way the guys I play pickup with in L.A. basketball, those dudes would those dudes would always be inducing fights on most courts in Hawaii just by the things that they say, you know, but, you know, it's culturally different. So in Hawaii, that's just an example of our cultural nuance that you have to be attuned to. Mm-hmm. If you come to Hawaii, so when you're calling guys jackasses, apparently that's what coach calls them. Some of the guys, either under his breath or up to his their faces, um, that's going to be taken differently. Like, and that's what Kai brought up too. It was ju- it wasn't just like, you know, stuff that was done to him. It was just like he felt like his general attitude, and he felt like really he he never. Um, I mean, they brought up a lot of about the fact that the coaching was really confusing. Like they tried to be so nice about Abe by saying it nicely like i felt bad because they're all trying to like everyone loves elamimian right but they're all basically saying like abe does not know how to coach running backs and it's not his fault no you know what i mean so i felt bad because it looked bad on both sides because they're like yeah so because daddy brought that up he's like it was just a situation he's like you know i love coach abe and he gave me all this stuff off the field and i was like damn is he really saying that his coach taught him nothing about being a running back and that's basically what he said he was just like I know, no, I don't want you guys to get the wrong idea. Like, I love Coach Abe, and he's my boy. He's just really helped me off the field, and he he's always there for me, which I'm sure he is. I'm sure that's all 100% true. But then they were like, but we don't understand why he was the running backs coach. Like, no one understands that. And RJ was like, yeah, that makes no sense. He was in defense, and, like, it was, you know, because everybody loves Abe, too. So I, it makes sense that right. my coach would want to keep him on the staff, but to use him in that way was really, really puzzling. And also, I have to say, Coach, even Santa Cruz, he said that, Kai said that, well, he said Coach Cruz. I'm assuming he's manning Santa Cruz. Is there another Coach mm-hmm. Cruz on the team? No, I don't yes, think so. Yeah. yeah. He said he doesn't know how to look at tape either. He doesn't know how to watch tape. Or he so, said hey. that about Coach Cruz? That's what he said about him, too. Like, he said defense. And that's why Kai said he just hasn't gotten better. That's why he said he personally, and I mean, the way he played at the Utah State game is probably evidence yeah, of, of yeah. that. Well, I mean, like, we had the, the crappiest defense in the Mountain West. Yeah, we gave up the most yards. Right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. It was just opportunistic. They would get a lot of turnovers. And so, but, oh. you know, and that's the thing is, though, those turnovers 
should be backbreakers Fielding. for the other team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, I mean, so that th- those turnovers are just as powerful as, you know, holding teams to limited yards because you, you, it's the momentum swing. It's everything. And the players brought that up and they were like, that's funny. And one, one guy was like, yeah, this, this is one of the best defense ever. And then Adam Leonard was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We were number eight in the country. And <laughs> I'm like, oh, Adam Leonard really she enters the chat. I just, you know, and the thing is like, honestly, if these alums real are serious, they're going to do more than Twitter space. I mean, it literally, it starts with them. It, it's it's going to be them because they have a power that the fans don't. And mm-hmm. the fact that they wore the uniform and they have a voice more powerful yeah. than ours because they know the inner workings of the program more intimately than we do. We know the history. I mean, most of us, we know the history. We know the culture better than probably any player that's ever played. Just given the fact that we've been a, our culture, our fan culture mm-hmm. is the Hawaii football program. We are what people are looking at, the stadium, the fans, the thing. Like, and that has all been robbed from us too. We've we've lost all of that. We've been we our culture is basically exactly. our stadium has been stripped from us. Exactly. So it's and like, like how we talked about last week about how they want to take tailgating away from yeah. us too. And that's a huge part of Hawaii football yeah. culture. Yes. It's like, yes. bro, you guys common sense, man. It's not common when you don't have it, you know, you're not, um, you know, you're not, you're, you're, they're not invested like we are. And the thing is like guys like Glenn Wakai, who I think are, 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 um, you know, progressive minded people who really, and I think he really wants to see the stadium done and done well and it benefit UH, but he's a USC guy. I mean, I, he pays attention to you. He's, he's invested in USC program way more than Hawaii. I mean, he, he might not admit that to anyone, but, um, and that, and I'm not saying that he doesn't work hard for UH because he definitely does, but, the fact yeah. is, it takes more. It, it takes unquantifiable type of desire and and passion um, to to effectively run a program like ours because we have so many disadvantages already. Just not even just financially, but sure. everything. We have so many disadvantages. So you're gonna come in here and try and right. run something like you're gonna you did at Tulsa, or the way you did at Arizona State, or the way that you know things are done, you know, at whatever high school in, 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 in Texas. Yeah, I mean that's just not going to work in this in Hawaii. And that's just the facts. And we talk about it every week. So I want everybody to be on like what I heard today was great and validating, but it's nothing that we haven't been saying here on our program, on our programming. Um, and yeah. I'm, and I'm a hundred thousand percent behind that. That's why I've had to take the fight, the personal battles that I have to fight because okay. people don't like what I have to say, even yeah. though everybody else literally has the same things to say or feels the same way. But, but they like take picture with you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, you know, I think Aww. like at the end of the day, we are in a crisis mode that is now scarier than I was last week. Well, last yeah. week, last week it seemed like we were, on, on. we were on the, we still believe that we were not on a great path, but now it's like, it could be, it could be crippling. And I'm saying like, uh, uh, when people are saying like, should coach step down after what I heard, he shouldn't be the coach anymore, but it's not enough. I don't think the fire. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think that'll be fire him for what exactly. And I think <laughs> that he shouldn't be the coach, but I don't mm. think now. I don't think. Uh, oh well, you UH well, needs to find one point six million dollars to make your dream come true. So. <laughs> I mean, I and that's the thing is like I, I I was fine with Coach Graham, and I mean until really today when I heard the stuff that the players had to say, then I was like, wow. I, yeah. I now I don't think he should probably mm. be the coach anymore. And that's only because um, I realized that his non-football demeanor, it's like a, it's like a great doctor that has terrible bedside manner. You know, it's like, 
that's a part of the profession about being a doctor is how you interact with your patients and how um, right. you make people feel. But if you don't have that, you're not a really great doctor or, you know, like my computer science professor that, you know, one, I went, I had all PhDs who taught me, but very few of them had pedagogical skills. They didn't know how to teach. They didn't know how to give off knowledge. And that was something that I realized does every teacher needs to have that's more important than knowledge itself. The content is the ability to right. communicate. And he doesn't have that. And he doesn't have a rapport even with our players, which is really sad. Like how you not even have a bond with your players, every single one of your players, you right. know, in some way. The, the connection, there's the how you're gonna be part of the, the family of this Ohana if you're not welcoming to everyone that's here, yeah. especially the people from here. That's exactly, the exactly. The people yeah. who are from here are the ones saying they're uncomfortable. That that infuriates me, honestly. Yeah. This is our and, program. This is the, our program. Right. And, and then how, how are we that? How are we supposed to support that, knowing that? That's the problem. Yeah, it is. And that's so, what's gonna, so there, there that's go, what's gonna stop people like me, <laughs> Mr. Even Matlin. the biggest fans from not wanting, because the fact is you don't represent us anymore. And that's literally right. why I follow this team from when I was a little kid. Because it represents me, the only team in the entire world, the only program in the entire world, maybe unlike UH Hilo or something, that yeah. represents me. You know what I mean? So we have nothing else. Kansas City Chiefs do not represent me. Neither do the Los <laughs> Angeles Rams or any team in LA. And neither do the Seahawks really represent the two of you in a way that the freaking Hawaii football team is in your bones and is in your blood. That is different. Right. Right. That is different. That's why, like, we're from here. Exactly. Yeah. And we're that from is us. Hawaii. This is the most special place in the world. Like, I just, I, it just goes to how people undervalue who we are. And I really, that is what infuriates me because, like, we're the best. I put us, we're the top. We are the best. We, we most do unique. everything. Yeah. We, we, we are the most unique. We are the examples to the world. And um, we are just like a joke now. But that's and, not and what our football <laughs> program represents right now. Exactly. And that's a problem. That is a that problem. Is a problem. Yep. So, so, you know, AD, um, all you administrative, you know, you guys need to do better. Yeah. Because you yep. need to get this stuff out of here because it doesn't match. It's not a good fit. Do better. And maybe, maybe not enough media. Media needs to step up to start to yeah. call people out. Uh, or, or maybe we just need to do it here because nobody's you, paying attention. That's why people are don't want that. I can won't. tell you guys, you don't uh, want that. Do you director. guys? Do you guys remember who was on that committee? Because it wasn't only Matlin. That no, no, no. Them. It was only he's the one that makes the choice. He no, but it was his final But there, it was his final say. It was final say, and he brought that yeah. up. Now he's like, I will just take. You know, I will listen to the recommendations, but ultimately, this is mine, yeah. and he it's, should say. I mean, it is. Yep, it's his decision. But unless I'm saying like. And there are local, <laughs> that's why that's who are the stakeholders. Right? I and mean, that's saying who are the guardians of this, the key of this program. You know, it's like, I'm not sure anymore. Cause I, I make mean, it Pono, man. The, the closest that we have Sheesh. are our loves, the ones that still care, but a lot of them they've checked out too. I mean, RJ is a rarity, right? Cause he still lives in Hawaii. He doesn't yeah. work like a high end job. He just tries yeah. to make it. And that's respectable as well. And, you know, I think what he did today <laughs> was awesome. But I don't think he realizes the, the bounds that he even stepped over. Because by the end, I think he was like, holy cow, like what did this turn into? Uh, because I, I'm surprised it was public. Like, to be quite honest, like. 
that's what made it awesome. And no, I did, and that's <laughs> what made it really awesome. But I'm sorry, sorry, RJ, you cannot step away from this now. <laughs> yeah. Once you do something like this, it's you just done. gotta, you just gotta <laughs> own it. What's good is that he, um, you know, it's not recorded, so not everything's gonna be on there. But he was definitely encouraging people, and you know, RJ is, you know, he's a great motivator. So of course, people are gonna be like, heck yeah, RJ, you tell me, you ask me a question, I'm gonna answer mm-hmm. it, like. And he um, and, and RJ is so honest about his own life and his own self that the players were so open to like, it was crazy. Like Samson, like I said, the, the older players and, you know, even talking about like, you know, RJ was even talking about like how bad Chow was and they didn't have that many kids leaving. It's like, mm-hmm. it could be one in 11, not that many kids were like intent on leaving. It was just like, okay, well, let's get better next year. And it was, and it wasn't even that bad. I mean, that's what they're saying. It was like Chow was better. Even Chow was better. Um, to the players that ground. And Chow is actually a very, very nice person. Oh, he's, of course. Yeah. It, yeah, it's easy to talk to. He's comfortable. No he's question. Yeah, he's just, he's, <laughs> he's very, yeah, he's a nice guy. Well, so, yeah, Coach Chow, I mean, yeah, sorry. A lot of the alumni, a lot of them would make comments on my page saying, Coach Graham doesn't reach out to us or want us doesn't ask us to get involved or you know we but and then you know how the other year where they will always have the honorary captains and would be alumni mm. and bring them did they didn't do that the past two years yeah well they mm. couldn't because of covid but they right, could have right. done it like this year honorary captain well you know he works hard we know that he leaves before you know when it's dark and he comes home after it's dark <laughs> he puts in long hours but yeah i just oh, culturally um, man i just it's just not a good fit culturally. well i played you guys a little bit of the um jeremiah pritchard mm-hmm. maybe i should play it again just because i thought it was should i play that yeah. one a little bit okay, right. let me let me see yeah because it kind of expands on how you said about the doctor being a you can be a good doctor but if you can't relate to your patients that yeah. it doesn't make you a great doctor exactly so like graham is a good coach as far yeah. as like Pritchard said, X's he knows his X's, X's and O's, and O's. Yeah. but he's not a great coach because he can't bond with his players. And that's what, you know, the, uh, a percentage the, of college kids that go on to the NFL is not very high. You know what I mean? Yeah. One so, percent. Yeah. 1%. A lot of it is you have your college football coach as your mentor. He, he, he gets you prepared for life. And yeah. if Graham can't even do that for these kids, I mean, what the hell? That's not a father figure. Yeah. I mean, speaking of father it? figures, I just realized Shevin's dad was on there as well. Oh, well he was. Right there, all the names. Yeah. <laughs> was was uh? What about Musa and Bethley? Were they on like the top two guys? Uh, Bethley, I think was might have been on because I think I heard his um because uh I'm pretty sure he was on because. Uh. He might not have been. His name was brought up a lot because Kai talked about coming in with him, you know, and, you know, that oh. was hard, you know, to leave him like this. But um, here, let's play what um, Jeremiah Pritchard had to say then. So I see uh, Pritchard, Jeremiah Pritchard and uh, Andrew Choi was on to speak. I don't know if that's so this something is RJ talking. to say. Uh, Maya, you got anything to say? Uh, she, uh, yeah, I just want to speak on something. Uh, I've been listening for a little bit. Uh, mainly, I just want to bring up you know, my sophomore year when we was with Rollo, we had we had the same issue with the transfer, you know, Drew Brown, everybody started leaving, you know, that 
Um, but that, that happens everywhere, you know. Transfers happen at the end of the year, everything. But this year, it just don't feel like that's the case, you know. They, you know, my sophomore year, they were leaving PT. They wasn't getting PT. They wanted, you know, depth chart reasons. This year, it don't seem like that. It don't seem like that's the case for, for everybody. Can't speak for everybody, but I'm just saying, your starting quarterback would leave that, you know, he's not worried about PT running back. He's leaving, you know, DBs, they're leaving. So for me, and I was there, I was there. I had a, a year with uh, Coach Graham. And don't get me wrong, Coach Graham, he's good at, he, he's a very good uh, coach as a, uh, just for like football knowledge wise, but like everybody's saying, man, the the locker room is is segregated as group one, group B, you know, group A and group B, you know, um, things just not as as tight as they they were before, and I think that's what we're struggling as a team. And me personally, I hate to see the, uh, all the homies leave because you know, me being there, you know, five years. I grew on to Hawaii a lot, you know. I, I rep Hawaii with a lot of pride, and I love for all the local boys and all, all the the mainland boys that come through. But to see everybody leave like this is it, sad, man. Yeah, it's powerful, man. Like, like if that's the thing that you're gonna take away, like, like you want to be here, but I gotta leave because I just can't. Like, that's so powerful. I don't know. Oh. When Here's Coach a... Abe was brought over to the running back. There's another. And then after that, you can speak on, you know, your Stay transfer there. and what caused you to want to transfer. Um, um, it's it's pretty blatantly why why I transferred. Um, it, uh, everybody could really see, but behind the noise. But I really wanted to hop in on this, really, uh, just to say this. I know they saying the coaches is bad or is is bad business with the coaches, but. I'm gonna just put it in there. There's a few in there that's 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 good and solid. You know, everybody can fold under pressure or just stay solid in between it. You know, some did and some did, but I wanted to say that there's a few out there that's that's real solid when it comes to this. They 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 stay genuine to uh, through it all. You feel me? Even though they ain't let us know the noise, even though we knew the noise what was going on, they ain't let us know the the, the noise on the field and let it get in between it. And they really kept a genuine relationship between some of the players which really helped a lot of uh helped me at least in in this whole thing just having a genuine coach uh just one maybe the feminist one or two but there's genuine people on the team who stay solid through it all and you feel me to to to, to make sure but i'm just wanted to make it clear and proud to say that there's a few genuine coaches on that on that staff right now coach terry uh coach davis coach santa cruz um most people don't know him but my guy coach buford um, there's a few, there's, there's coach Abe, coach Abe, you speak about coach Abe, uh, coach Abe, um, he played corner a lot. So it's like, he's running back's a whole different position. You feel me? You ask anybody who, who played receiver all his life to go coach a, a D lineman, he's going to look at you a little if you feel me, but no, nah, Abe has really, uh, showed insight on just life and, um, how to deal with people and just, just the spirit of faith really. So that's been the whole thing. So, uh, having Abe in the corner just to be a life coach and all that. Uh, it, it was smooth, but you know, putting somebody in an awkward situation like that is always going to cause them, cause qu questions, confusions, and, and stuff like that. But for the most part, um, 
it's just being genuine with people. I feel like that's the biggest thing that that fail is is the genuine uh, people being genuine to one another, just the love. But that's pretty much all I had to say. Uh, thankful for Hawaii and everything they did for me. I do not regret coming to Hawaii to play ball out here. It's been it's been it's been a blessing. Ain't no ain't no place like Hawaii on the island, really. That's right. And in the in the United States, that's but right. It's it's been lessons and journeys, and it's been hard for. And it's me. I I, I played. I, you feel me? I did did whatever what I did, and then I could say it, it, it was not a tough journey, and it's not a tough journey, and I have it easier than a lot of cat. But I just want to say there's a, there's there's a few good coaches on that coaching staff that 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 are genuine and really care for the for the players, and I just wanted to add that in there. Yeah, I appreciate that because you know I, I read my DMs and uh, it ain't everybody saying that assistant coaches are good, right? They say I'm just the head guy. Um, right. I'm, so, I'm, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna say that. You yeah, don't don't confirm or deny. Don't confirm I'm, or deny. I'm, I'm not, uh, What's the card? <laughs> you feel me? I'm, it is what it is. But Coach Graham, they they can say it all. But there's some that 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 believe it, and there's some that believe in the word, and there's some that don't. But for for the most part, best believe not everybody at Hawaii is like the ones that everybody's talking down on. Damn. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You guys missed kind Damn. of some good stuff if you didn't listen to the like I was like, wow, this is amazing. Honestly, like it was so raw. And honestly, going through some of the people that are in there, uh, let me just go through some of the names I scrolled through. I mean, like there uh I mean, there are a lot of people in there. Can we not do it at eleven AM on a Thursday next time? Yeah, I know. <laughs> like all a lot of me some people gotta there. work. Derek Inouchi, who is the, the SID for Hawaii. Um, you know, our friend Timmy was in there. Looks like Kyle Chinnan, who was like, so the guys on the news all are aware of what's going on on this. Sports animals were in there. Um, yeah. And I'm going to, sorry, I'm going to name drop all you guys. So you guys, uh, you know, can't gaslight me later and say you don't know about this because you guys are on there. Dara was in there, but we love Dara. So she's yeah. just going to shout out Dara because we love her. Best scorekeeper um, in the world. El Chibo, <laughs> our boy Travis was in there. He was pretty um, mad. Holy crap. Um, you know, and like I said, Samson Ungwai I thought was pretty good. Let's see if I can find another soundbite for you guys, and then we'll see. We went six and seven, you know what I mean? And, like, I guess to say, like, yeah, I just oh, this basically time. practice, and um, it's just not the same feeling as what I have with Rolo. Like, with Rolo, I would wake up every single day and just be stoked to go to practice. I would ride my moped from home to school, happy listening to music. Like, practice would be fun, you know? And now it's just like, when you be, when we go to practice, it's like, damn, like, we have another three-hour, 15-minute practice. Like, you know, like, it's uh, it's just... Dude, it, it is tough to compare any other coach to Rolo. Yeah. I, I'm I, saying that right I'm now. not just saying it's because like, of, like, Rolo, like... Like yeah, I get, like, no, I get what you're saying, but I'm just saying the vibe of practice, like yeah. when you're explaining practice, it's, it's so tough to, because you know how Rolo is as a person, you know how Graham is as a person, yeah. because you played on the sofa, but it's tough when you go from this guy to this guy. Yeah, and I feel like, coach you I feel like we, we also went, we had Coach Batoon, Batoon really knew everything, that guy was so knowledgeable, you really could, like, you really grew it, Batoon, like, I felt like my second year with Batum when I was actually playing and I started playing, I got I got a role as a nickelback. Like I felt like I gained so much more confidence and I, I felt like my skill was like 
probably the best it's ever been. And I honestly can't say that, like, two years later, I, I feel like I'm better than what I was when I was 18 years old. You know what I mean? And that has to do with the coaching. Like, in our individual drills, at, uh, like, right now with Coach Fig, they're, like, it's ridiculous. Like, we do some, like, re-line drills where it's, like, we're reading, like, a scout, basically another DB, and he's just doing a pass run key. And we're just, like, running down or saying run or like back playing saying pet late. It's, 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 not, it's nowhere. It's not, we're not doing no fundamentals. We're not doing no man techniques. And with, with Batum, it was just so much different. I, I think like, I think we worked just as hard with Rolo, but we worked just as hard because we respected it and we knew. Oh, sorry. Batum was going to get us to where like we needed to be like that 10 and five season. We really, like, we really knew we was going to put Hawaii on the mat. Like, we all believed that. You know what I mean? And with this season, it was just like, hey, you know, we're just going to we're just gonna ball out and try to do the best that we can, you know? And, yeah, that's just not how, like, we should lead a team. And that's not how we go to the championships. Well, Kai, you know, it's funny because earlier I was talking to Jeremiah Pritchard and, um, you know, kind of similar to you, I had Chow and then ended with Rolo, whereas you started with Rolo and ended with Graham. Now, I could tell you I felt a lot like you did when I was coming to Chow practices where I didn't want to get there. I didn't want to go. I hardly ever felt like getting up. But at the same time, you still made sure to get it done. What do you think, especially because you got to play multiple years for both, what do you think was the biggest difference between Rolo's teams and between Graham's teams and between their coaches. It's definitely, like, the the culture and just, like, the, the whole team bonding and, like, the relationships. Because, like, with Rolo, if I would walk in that locker room, I'd dab up every single team that I see. Like, like now, shoot, I'd probably just dab up, like, my boys, like, the DBs, Q, KB. I just dab up them, you know what I mean? And, like, halfway through season, there was people I would walk through the locker room and there'd be someone that, like, I don't even know his name. And I feel like that all has to do with, like, how Len said, like, the division and, like, when we're lifting and all that. They, they pretty much separated us the entire offseason. Like, I didn't see Tiger, Nalu, Fiso, Len, like, once throughout that entire time. I was basically just with, the, like, the first-string guys. And, you know, they, they say, yeah, it's not like, – it's all for class schedules and stuff. But, like, Tiger, Tiger was moved up to, like, our group. And then, like, two weeks later, he got moved back. So, I mean, it doesn't really make sense to me. You know what I mean? And, yeah, it's just, yeah, that's pretty much what I have to say about that. <laughs> Damn. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Uh, is Shane talking? Shane. Oh, Wait, okay, I was like, he muted himself. Did you mute yourself, Shane? Is it because you're sad? Oh, yeah, shoot it. I was on mute. <laughs> I wanted to hear that stuff. I didn't want to interfere with that stuff. That's deep, man. Yeah. That's deep. To not know uh, a player's name in the locker room. <laughs> That's crazy. Your own teammate. I mean, to spit up a to split up the units into groups, like not just keep the unit together, but like be like, okay, now you're with group A or now you're back in the C group. Like, for the that's also some weird lift, type of to, like, to is it possible for, for eugenics COVID? or something? Is, is it like, 
So somebody Maybe brought that up. Somebody brought that up. Somebody said, Dole. well, is it just COVID that you yeah. think that that's why you guys? And then they were like, no, just it's trying, not COVID. Just trying to play devil's advocate. No, no, no. But no, that was a good question because somebody brought that up to Kai. And he said, like, okay. no, I really believe that it was because, like, he's like, it's like that been like that, I guess, from the beginning. But obviously, you know, Kai is, you know, on his this, way out. This really, so. this really isn't a commercial for bigging up our program and getting recruits in here. That's really the way they talk. It's, you know, it's, it's like a it job is. that they hate. So, you know, at the same time, I mean, like at the end, so a player, a, a kid, the last question that was asked, you might've been on was yeah. a student at UH that asked, you know, should I still, I really want to play on this team. Like I, I asked coaches about tryouts and they have a tryout on whatever January, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Now I feel apprehensive about going because of you know the direction of the program and all of them told him to still go. And all of them told him that th that could be your opportunity and that you should go for it. So, you know, this is a division one program that, um, and also one thing that, okay. So one thing, <laughs> so Kai kind of, oh, not Kai, but, um, one of the other local players was kind of on the Colby guy because the Colby guy was kind of like, we are, we are not victims. And he was talking about whatever. He was a grad student and he had a good story. Like I came here and I fought with the coaches the most. I had to prove myself the most and I'm still not blaming them for everything. Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, it, 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 he talked about the fact that like what I liked, what he said, was like, coach Graham is human. Coach Graham is just a human mm. guy. In that maybe, and this is what I thought maybe he might be implying is that he is moldable. He can be changed. But I just haven't seen it. And I said this from the very beginning when he got hired. Who are his local friends? And people thought this, that's a crazy mm -hmm. question. But literally, who are your local, who's Auntie Penny's local friends? And I still don't know. And I'm sorry, Auntie Penny, I want to be your friend. I would help you out. Um, but you, it's just so important in Hawaii to be, to be adopted and to be Hanaiden, especially when you are, um, at that level and every player, every, every coach we talked to, you know, in the past, they could all point to like a local family that adopted them or a, a family that showed them how to be local or like nobody can do it by themselves and definitely not in Portlock. That's not exactly the localist place. In well, just integration. If you embrace us, we'll embrace you. Yeah, so. exactly. Exactly. So the embrace needs to be. And it needs field, to be real. Even more. And it needs to be genuine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, when we had Calvin, when I had Calvin's girlfriend on our show um, <clears throat> and we talked about, you know, him learning about being in Hawaii. Right. They, she pointed to uh, Alexis, um, his girlfriend, talked about the Cordero family and how much mm -hmm. Auntie Kelly using Auntie and Uncle. I mean, right. literally those for us, we already know that you're starting to understand how we are when you call people Auntie Uncle and you understand that that's literally, you know, there's a respect level there. But there's also like comfort bond that yeah. was created that you don't know about, especially mainland people. They don't realize how, you know, how much because we do it. We're, we're way too welcoming to in Hawaii. I mean, we, that is the biggest fault. I think of, of our culture is that we do. We're like, whatever. I mean, it was from Captain Cook on. We still are way too welcoming. <laughs> um, but the thing is, like, we don't want to, you know we don't want to, we don't want to change who we are because we are genuine in our love for people. And we want, we want visitors, but we don't, we don't need any more bad visitors to Hawaii, for example, bad tourists. If you're a bad tourist, do not come to Hawaii. If you want to learn about our culture, if you want to give back to us, if you want to leave our, our place better than when you came, then come to Hawaii. But that's, that's what but we want. In Hawaii. Today kind of felt like Kiala Kikua Bay. 
for it, me. It, it did. It felt like it. <laughs> it felt like it's already over. That it's, it's right. over. You're not welcome. You know, I can't like a cool bye bye. bye. A, a statue of Captain Cook. I have no idea why, but that's <laughs> what I mean. This is this is internalized. We internalize these kind of things. We do it to ourselves. The Grams did not hire themselves. The Grams did not just show up in Hawaii and take over. We brought them here. And that's the reason why I there's we harp on accountability so often on the show mm-hmm. because that is something that is deeply lacking. Even in our media, the media is they they decide when they want to make people feel accountable. They decide yeah. when they want to put out something that is slightly edgy. You know, it's like it's not gonna. And it is, I know it's a part of the game, but that's what I'm saying. The game is getting boring after a while. The game is getting tiring when when we are losing. When one side is is clearly being defeated then stop playing this performance of acting like nothing is wrong and that's the thing reason why i think it's rather we be honest i mean <laughs> everything's art, fine like, and the, the bar is like on like i said it is not easy to reveal all the negativity rj is the one who started all of this and by the end of it he's like okay guys we cannot be negative okay we kind of dwell in negative he's like brah you you just turned you just cranked it up like a hundred decibels. And I, I, the most, the guys in this, we are never going to forget this thing. There are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people in that. Can you imagine a, a you know, a full ballroom? Okay. Of people? So, so does this, does this thing, is it, did it do more damage than good? No, I think it does or- good. I think it does good. Like our program needs to be, we need to be more transparent, period. We already have an administration who is keep, clouds things purposely and keeps things um, out of the reach of the public because you know, they don't want to be held accountable for the decisions that they make. Um, but it's easy to see right through it. And enough, not enough people, you know, say anything because we're our voices. The voice is like, all right. I mean, my voice is not very powerful. I mean, I just because people know who I am because I go to all the games. They're not they're not exactly going to be the same that they're going to follow something like RJ. You know, I've been the three of us have been around this program way more than RJ Hollis. But yeah. RJ Hollis has a certain position that I think he's using well and that he's a student athlete formerly and now he's in the media and he's also comes from a different place where you're able to be a little bit more critical you know so i think something Mm -hmm. like that but rj first always always acknowledges that he's in hawaii and that he is living under our culture a different set of rules right that's the difference we're not saying you have to transform into a local person and oh bye already like no like that's not gonna happen like most locals are not even like that you know but the fact is that all locals we are bonded by one common thing like love and respect and also the fact that we expect people to be genuine all the time like we real always um you know we'll always respect real but if you are not genuine with us or if you're hiding something it, it's it, it can damage your your relationship and that's what that's what really scares me is like this could be damaging and it would be damaging if people try and um because you know coach graham knows about this today everybody know, every single person close and to graham knows about everybody this. who's recruiting against us knows about this now. yes yes. Yes, they do. yes they do yes i you know i'm recruiting you you know somebody else oh listen to this little clip do you yeah. want to go there no Right, you don't yeah. want to go there. They got these are their players. Yeah, I can think about their program. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Whatever. 
But no, I don't. I mean, I don't think that we should be. I I mean, today was kind of amazing in a lot of ways. Like I was like, wow, finally, because these things are already happening. These things are already happening and they would continue to happen if no one said anything. And there are people on the call that are active players that heard everything that said that they would go back. I mean, like Caleb Phillips, who said, you know, like at Stanford, they had their whatever and he's going to go back to coach and try and start his. You know, that's important. So like, every, every but, stakeholder was was represented on that call. I mean, the coaches didn't talk, but I'm sure but there you, were coaches on there. You know, the crazy thing is if they get invited to the bowl game, us us three bozos are going to be there on Christmas Eve. Of course we are. Where, yes. else, where else will we be? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And that's the thing is like I – that's two hours and we'll be there if they get invited. Absolutely. It's, it's amazing. Absolutely. It's Absolutely. amazing. So. so what Caleb Phillips said, he's going to go back to coach and ask to start that council again. Yeah. He wants to start that council. I mean, they, they did. So there are players that said it'll never change. He'll never change. Like I think Kai, like the Leonard Lee, he was like, nothing, this guy will not change. This guy will never this guy is unchangeable, basically. Mm. Um, I mean, there's like a general disgust with him. And also, like, it was weird over time. It's not like something. And the, the feeling I got from the players was like, because, you know, it, it, you know, I think for us, we, we try and look at things from all three sides, too. And, uh, you know, all the sides. But I don't know if coach, um, you know, it's hard for us because coach purposely keeps himself distant from us. You know, the fans, distance from the media. And he's creating an uh, he's creating an atmosphere wherein, you know, he's um, going to create a little bit of tension. And, you know, it's similar to what was happening towards the end of Chow's time. Right. Because we were like, OK, at the Air Force game, which was the first game of my 73 game street, actually. Right. <laughs> um, there were 11,000 of us at Aloha Stadium. And I remember thinking to myself, OK, this is now the lowest point of our of of my life, right. of our program. So. Uh, I think you asking where is everybody yeah I was on the Facebook and then people are like you just are on for the likes like I care that much about getting like if anybody (laughs) thinks I do anything for you trouble for the likes like I chose the wrong team I'm sorry if this is what I want like come on get the heck out of here but anyways like that that was a massive red flag and then finally like he started getting pointed questions at him in the in the press conference like you Mm -hmm. need to tell us why and he'd be like no I don't like and that's when it was like, okay, time to let him go. Um, but Coach Graham hasn't done enough in the public eye to probably um, necessitate him being removed. So that's why I don't think he will be removed. And he he clearly, um, y- you know, is is not getting much pushback. If 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 players are open about what they're saying, if if parents, because they were talking about, you know, they're mad about their parents not being able to attend the games, like. That's not on Coach Graham. All, I mean, there's there's people that run the whole program. Coach Graham has but them all. the thing that struck me from today's thing was it's just it doesn't seem like the players are are proud to be a part of this this thing. They're running away from it, mm. and and that's it's just concerning. Yeah, you know, like yeah. to hear like a former player say, "Oh man, that was like the best time of my life." You know, like I you know I love Hawaii and you know, all that. And they do say that, but yeah. it's just, there's something that's wrong with the program at this point and it needs to be fixed. And, uh, yeah. 
Well, the, well, yeah, the people that have the power to fix it have to be the ones that do it. So we've we already know who that is. Um, but any any final thoughts, La La Head? No, I'm just trying to still soak it all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, La La Head is sad today, but oh, it's a long day. Sad. You know, I what in 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 these types of days, you know, in in, in these types of moments. Um, we all we can do is look up. So I, 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 I'm, you know, I'm hopeful, you know, like Rolo came out of this la the last moment when we were at that game and, and Chow basically took us to the ground zero for him. Um, you know, Rolo came along and we went to a bowl game the very next year. So, you know, anything can happen, but definitely I would well, say and on the administrators and the coaches and the players to build on what was said today. Cause if you just sweep everything that was said today under the rug, First of all, I'm going to keep talking about this. Oh. We will. Right. We well, won't sleep it under. But that's, you that's the takeaway is the only way we can make it better is us, you know, yeah. to rely on our family in Ohana because that's all we got. And it's it's got to get better because it, it's pretty bad right now. So, you know, hang in there. Hang, hang in, in there and there. go bows. <laughs> yeah, we just think we could have been so good if Rolo just stayed and now hearing how – good of a coach Batoon was yeah i know oh, i know bro, i mean hearing about those oh, guys we could have yeah. been so yeah. good oh. but he couldn't have he wouldn't be our coach because he wouldn't have gotten the shot so yeah that's true uh, i don't know <laughs> well now Batoon, yeah over at liberty and their head coach getting four million dollars a year to coach a uh, mid-major um it just tells you like we're not positioned right now to yeah ever be we're not even positioned to be a competitive mid-major we're we are one of the lower mid-majors now so that is what's really sad is that um the general decay of uh, the program because it's and it's not all on coach Graham at all it absolutely isn't all on him it's a deeper problem it's a yeah, deeper problem exactly. that that coach is exactly. definitely exacerbating but at the same time, people don't fall for the it's all on Coach Graham thing because this is systemic issue. It's an, yeah, it's an easy pile on right now. But like if you take a closer look, you can see that the problems go way deeper than him. The yep. bigger picture. But the bigger picture always at Hawaii Sports Fans is having fun. <laughs> so I'm going to end on the positive note. Go on to hisportsfans.com where I've been sending some amazing Black Friday specials. I can't wait to get back on there, even to see this team. I'm excited to go to the big house and because last time we were there, it was 63 to three. So I'm not sure it can get worse than that. I guess it could be 72 to two or something next time. But, right, I'm, I'm going to say the 63 to three at Michigan in 2016, we can do better than that, even with whatever uh, amalgamation of players we end up with in the field with next year. Get um, chance. Please come and join <laughs> us on the road. We also have a great special on the Super Bowl. I've been to six Super Bowls, and probably if you're hearing my voice, you don't know very many people have been to that many. So I'm going to tell you that um, if you want to do it right, which is a bucket list for almost every sports fan, you should probably ask me some questions. And I even got more than questions. I got a whole tour set up, and you never have to worry about anything. Um, and I guarantee everything. 100. I made all the mistakes myself. I take all the losses. I take all losses for this team financially. That's how much I love UH football. I mean... I everything is my personal expense. Nothing is, um, you know, nothing is 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 outside of the purview of just me having fun. But I would love to sustain this, and the only way I can sustain this forever and ever, because I got ten years down already, um, is to bring more of you along. So, um, mahalo to all those who have uh, recently joined our mailing list. Continue to follow us also on social media at hi sports fans on Twitter and Instagram. 
Hawaii Sports Fans on YouTube and on Facebook, where we do a lot of interacting with you. So please join us um, and come find La La Head and our, our boy Sean as well and, and start the conversation and keep it going offline um, as we continue to, to look positively towards the future. <laughs> but mahalo Hello. for joining us tonight. It's been a day and one we'll never forget. Aloha. Aloha. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Go Fuchs. Yes. Go Bulls. Go Bulls.